You're listening to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Tox Arotere. This is episode 14. Welcome to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, where we believe the mind is the engine room of our life. How do I know? <laughs> Stick around. Episode 14 is Digging for Answers. It's so good to be back on the Leaving Inside Out podcast. I may have told you this before, but I really, really enjoy recording this podcast. I do. To put it simply, I feel complete and satisfied each time I'm in front of the mic. It's the same as speaking. No matter the size of the audience or the demographic, all nerves disappear as soon as I step on that stage and say my first word into the microphone. And talking about speaking, I have a couple of Zoom events coming up this month. I'm becoming more comfortable speaking on Zoom, but I much prefer the stage. I don't know what to do with the lower half of my body. I mean, if you've ever seen me, I use my limbs a lot. All of them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Talking about speaking, still, I was on BBC Radio 1 this week. People. I gave a commentary on the government's decision to wear or not to wear masks in a public place, like a shop. And your girl did well. But prior to the call, I quickly researched Michael Gove's role, you know, because he had one opinion and Boris Johnson had another. And so I was supposed to weigh in and share my own opinion and what I thought about the fact that shops should have masks. And you know what I discovered? I found out all about the Duchy of Lancaster and more. That's what Wikipedia does to you. It's a trap, a rabbit hole. Search for one thing and you end up in a different country, in a different timeline, in a different era. And before you know it, you have learned about all 16 generations of one family. So what have you been up to? How did you find the miniseries on friendships which ended last week? If you don't know what I'm talking about because you're new to my podcast, welcome. <laughs> the previous three episodes were all about friendships and episode 12 is the third most downloaded episode till date and it's all on toxic friendships. So I had shared that our external environment feeds us, which is why we must be mindful and intentional about the people we have in our space. In future episodes, we'll look at specific triggers within our internal space. But today, we're going to explore our environment, our internal environment, just a little bit more. So we're made up of spirit, soul and body. And I believe the importance or superiority of each of those parts is also in that order. The spirit is the part of you that has always existed. It is alive and connected to God. Your soul, that's the container for your mind. It's where we experience emotions and our intellect lives there amongst other stuff like memories and all of that. 
And your body is obviously the physical part of you. And it is fraught with senses. I believe our spirit carries the highest calling for our life. And that calling is embedded right in our spirit along with our gifts and assets as well as our purpose. Your spirit transfers its mission to your mind where it is processed. It's what happens when you have an idea and figure out how you're going to make it happen. For example, my spirit passes a picture of a successful fashion house to my mind. And then my mind goes on to work on that picture. It turns it into steps such as the type of fashion, customer base, location, business name, designs, and so on. But it's not enough to have great ideas of how you can bring it all together. You have to put your hand to the plow. You've got to take action and you do so with your body. It follows then that if we're made up of these three distinct parts, then our instructions can also come from one or all of them. So for simplicity, we will call the instructions from our spirit as we would name that intuition. And the one from the mind we will call emotions or emotional. And instructions from the body we're going to call impulse or impulsive. Have you ever found yourself doing something that made no logical sense, but you just had to do it and it worked out well? That was probably your intuition. This is one of the functions, if you like, of your innermost man. I remember an incident that happened when I was in my teens. My older brother was at the Defence Academy in the north of Nigeria. We lived in the south in Lagos and at the time, he was a young man of probably about 18 or 19. There were no mobile phones or emails then and his college was miles away from home. My mum, <laughs> ever the mother hen, started seeing his shadow wherever she went. That was how she described it. She had a strong and unshakable need to visit him, which she rarely ever did. So she booked a flight without warning and she just jumped on the plane and went. After being given the runaround, she began to fear that the worst had happened. Eventually, she was taken to him at the military hospital where she found him very ill. And so she flew him back home where he got a much better standard of medical care and he made a full recovery. Don't play with a mother's intuition. In her book, What I Know For Sure, Oprah tells the story of a flight she boarded. Well, her private jet. It's not like she was going to stand in line the way ordinary folks do waiting to board. <laughs> she probably had a helicopter pick her up from her house and deposit her neatly at the foot of the stairs to board the plane. <laughs> she said she felt strongly to cancel the trip, which she was taking with two or three of her friends, but she ignored the feeling. The feeling wouldn't go away and she kept pushing it back. About a third of the way into the flight, the pilot announced that they had a problem. 
some debris or something had struck the window and a crack was starting to grow. You can just imagine how everyone on board felt, you know, having intimate conversations, thinking about their lives and family members and is this the end? The pilot turned the plane back and they all held their breath, praying they'd make it home. And thankfully they did. And the lesson for Ms. O, trust your intuition. I also rely on intuition when it comes to hiring staff or working with suppliers. If I sense a question mark, no matter how perfect you seem, I don't even stay long enough to figure out what the issue might be. Each time I have ignored my spirit's warning, I've paid for it every single time. And if you're a Christian, then you know that the Spirit of God also guides your decision making in a way that's difficult to explain to others. Following your intuition takes guts and practice. Because a more pressing advisor resides in your mind, thank you very much, we can get instructed by our mind. Sometimes people come to me with an idea that they might call intuitive or I just know this is what I should be doing type of idea. Many have been carrying these thoughts and plans in their minds for months and sometimes years. People, I have news. (laughs) Your mind is not a container. It's a conduit. Its job is to take spiritual truths and convert them into the physical. Your ideas are designed to become something. But if you live with a wrong mindset or you're being led by your emotions, chances are you'll be a carrier of ideas and not a doer. There are several know-it-alls that stop us from taking action. For example, emotions like fear. I think that's probably number one on the list. But then you've even got to drill down to find out what type of fear it is. Is it failure? Is it the fear of success or stepping out into a new space? Then there are beliefs and mindsets that also stop us like, people like me don't get to do stuff like that. or I'm not good with communication or organization, so I can't be a business owner, you know, or I can't go in that direction of promotion that I really should be seeking at work. You know, we give excuses as though we should have been born with all the abilities in the world and as though we are not supposed to learn as we go along. When I started my business here in England, I faced a number of obstacles. (laughs) I just heard someone in my head say, duh, what did you think entrepreneurship was about? But one of the challenges I had to overcome was getting manufacturers just to allow me to sell their products in the first place. I mean, who could blame them? I had no capital, no building, not even a virtual office. (laughs) Guys, I had a P.O. box. (laughs) So much of my time was spent navigating objections and before long, I became pretty good at turning a no into a yes. And that, my friend, is where the trouble began. 
because I started to get a buzz. Changing the minds of these manufacturers I had never met became a challenge that I set, and each time I won, I'd bask in the dopamine and the adrenaline and all of that good hormonal stuff that was subsequently released. My intention, without meaning to, shifted from building a business to winning this challenge. And once I got a yes, I did very little with it and moved on to the next objection. Episode 5 is a good one to learn how our intentions and not our desires shape our world. So my mind became a container full of ideas that I was not expressing or exercising. My plans did not make it out into the world. And that is why, people, I record the Leaving Inside Out podcast. So we can remove the obstacles that stop our creations from making it into the world. If you've been working on a project, and this can be something personal like weight loss, or maybe a business or a career advancement, and nothing seems to be happening, chances are the obstruction is happening in your mind. The ideas that your spirit carries come with a desire to be physically expressed. I'm going to say that one more time. The ideas you have come with the desire to see them expressed. I believe that concepts and creations cannot actually stay in our minds permanently, even if you don't do anything about it. Our dreams and goals are a force and they must leave the confines of our minds and be manifested in the physical world. And do you know one way in which we express them with very little effort? With our mouth. I cannot tell you the number of people who come to me with a business idea year after year after year. And guess what? They're expressing it by talking about it. Each time we talk about our plans, we feel like we've just let some air out and the urge to do something about it dissipates and, you know, we feel a sense of relief as though we've just accomplished something monumental. How many times have you kicked yourself for talking about an idea that you swore you'd kick to yourself? (laughs) Me too. And it's because the idea or the goal or the dream has got to make its way out of your mind and often we're powerless to stop it from making its way out. Ideally, it should be expressed through work so that it happens, but often we choose to talk about it and that urge goes away. This week, my friend sent me an old photograph of me in a red and black dress. I might as well have taken that photograph three years ago because that's what it feels like, but in reality, It was seven whole years ago. My stomach looked like an ironing board. Seriously. So I don't joke about the timing of events in my life. And that old photograph chose to surface at the exact time I had tone your body heavy on my mind. You see, I love my body. God knows I do. But my tummy? That just keeps pushing my buttons. (laughs) 
In addition to wanting my real stomach back, which is the one in the picture, I know the benefits of a toned body. So I've got exercise on my list and it's been sitting there for a while. I try, I dip in and out, but consistency is where I'm struggling at the moment. Up until recently, my inspiration to exercise had been the faceless body of a woman with perfectly toned abs, which means that I had been looking from the outside in. You know, I just think of my future and I see this girl, you know, who looks like me and she's just got this amazing body. And, you know, I just see that and I just get inspired by that. Or I thought that I was getting inspired by that. But what I was doing was trying to change things from the outside. And then it occurred to me that for me to have a different body, a different outside, the inspiration and change will have to come from inside of me. It means that I would have to change my thoughts about food and my way of living. And that needed to happen before the action of actually eating properly will happen. I needed to have a deeper need for change that went beyond the surface of nice looking abs. And that change needed to begin on the inside so that it is eventually reflected on the outside. Do you remember the authenticity episode? That was number three. I talked about my adventures in a luxury department store and how I learned that their branding was not the result of some top-notch brand consultant. It was simply the true story of the company spilling out and being expressed on the outside. It follows then that if I want to make any change to my physical appearance, I will fail if I try to do that simply by booking some gym sessions because I'm not going to stick to it. But if I have an intrinsic reason for toning up and getting fit, my belief on the inside will spill onto the outside and I'll get myself to that gym and stay there. So I came up with a list of deeper reasons to tone up and this will help you if you need a compelling reason like I do. A fit body will increase my confidence because I know my clothes will fit well and confidence will help me take steps that I'd rather avoid. It will also fulfill the goal of the physical appearance of my future self. See, one of my regular practices is visualization. I see myself walking up and down the stage, speaking to an audience and looking amazing in a yellow dress. I don't know why the picture shows up in yellow. One of my favorite colors, but it did. And every time I picture myself, my tummy looks flat and my arms are toned. And I have tied that picture to my future success. And so by exercising now, I am daily becoming that successful, healthy woman in a yellow dress. A third reason I came up with is that fitness allows me to physically accomplish more because I'll have more energy. The first time I took up running, guys, oh my goodness, I would come in from work, head straight to the kitchen, make dinner, 
then go for my evening run and then I'll come back, shower, tidy up, sort out my kids for the night and sometimes even begin the next day's dinner. I was that energizer bunny. But prior to that and in every single season where I have failed to work out, I drag myself around the house doing tasks. You know, I do the barest minimum and I fall into my bed at the end of it all. In the sessions I don't work out, I'm always tired. And I happen to be one of those whose minds never stop working. I'm always creating. I'm always encouraging others, always writing, always reading, always dreaming up new ideas. I just have one of those minds. And I don't want my active mind to be trapped in a body that cannot carry out those great ideas. And my fourth deeper reason for exercising is that by doing that, I show myself who is boss. Not my flesh with its craving, but me talks, my spirit, the real me. I'm the one in charge. Your body exists to do the beating of your spirit and not the other way around. Too many of us leave for the cravings and impulses of our body and we respond to it as though it's the boss. But in reality, your body's job is to serve your spirit's instructions or to serve your spirit. Your mind is where those ideas are turned into instructions and they are then given to your body to carry out. I believe the mind is the engine room of our life. And exercising my body that would much rather laze around will bring me full circle. I believe that when you do what you are really supposed to do instead of what your body's craving, you become the physical version of the picture that you have, that God has engraved on the palms of his hands. So now we can see how instructions can come either from Your spirit, which is your highest self, your soul, which is the engine room, or your body, which is designed to follow commands and not create them. I believe too that the instructions from our spirit are the most reliable and and also the most fulfilling. And your mind should be taking its cues from there, but it doesn't always do that because some of us are emotional. And we rely on our emotions to guide us. And when it comes to the body, well, it warns you when all is not well. You know, if you're unwell, your body tells you that something is amiss. But if you live primarily by the impulses of your body, you may end up a drunken Netflix watching overweight machine because that's all your body wants is to chill. It's the same if you've started a business and you're wondering whether it's even worth keeping it going because it's so tough. You know, the need for money, which is a physical item, will not be sufficient. People say they start businesses because they want to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But if you're going to grow your business to its highest potential, I want to bet that you need more than money. If your need comes from a desire to belong to a certain circle 
of people or you want to look like and be counted amongst entrepreneurs. You know, there are people who build a platform and then jump on it and crown themselves as king of it all. That's a foolish reason because it's not deep enough. And your passions and your gifts are woven into your spirit and that is where the power is. I believe that your power goes beyond your body and goes beyond your mind and can be found in a deeper place, which is where we should seek advice from. We'll dive more into this with time as we explore more ways in which we can live from the inside out. So I try hard not to keep checking the stats and comments and ratings, but I can't help it. It's my desire that soon I will be able to go through life without relying on external motivation. But for now, keep those comments coming in. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast a five-star rating and comments on the Apple Podcast app. You can also leave a comment on whatever player you're using. You know, these comments do help me know that I'm going in the right direction and that the podcast is reaching the right people. But in addition to that, the ratings actually bump it up so that more people can find it. You can also leave a comment on whatever player you're using and join my friends list on my website. The link is in the bio. I look forward to reading from you and hopefully chatting with you too on social media. My handle is Tux Aruture. That's my first name and my surname. Thank you for listening to episode 14. Yes, and remember to leave always from the inside out. <laughs>